0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of craniofacial abnormalities found under the EMT section at medbullets.com. Let's begin by discussing bifid uvula. Remember that this is the most common craniofacial abnormality, however, it has no clinical significance. Now let's discuss cleft lip. Remember that this can be bilateral or unilateral and it is due to the failure of fusion of the maxillary prominences. However, it does not interfere with feeding and it can be repaired surgically. Now let's discuss cleft palate. Remember that this can be anterior or posterior. Anterior cleft palate is due to failure of the palatine shelves to fuse with the primary palate. Posterior cleft palate is due to failure of the palatine shelves to fuse with the nasal septum. This does interfere with feeding so it requires a special nipple for the baby to feed. However, it can be repaired surgically. Now lastly, let's discuss macroglossia. This may refer to a congenitally enlarged tongue, which may be seen in Down syndrome, gigantism, and congenital hypothyroidism. It may also be acquired in patients with amyloidosis or acromegaly. However, it is not red or inflamed like glossitis, which occurs with vitamin B deficiency and one should treat the underlying cause if there is one. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to cranial facial abnormalities, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A male is delivered to a 32-year-old woman at 40 weeks and 3 days of gestation. The delivery is uncomplicated and the neonate has APGAR scores of 9 and 9 at 1 and 5 minutes respectively. After 15 minutes, he attempts to nurse for the first time. His mother notices that his face and chest begin to turn dusky blue, as do his extremities during nursing. She also notes that he seems to be snoring loudly and breathing very quickly. When she removes him from her breast, he begins to cry and his discoloration improves. The neonate's prenatal course was unremarkable, and his mother has a past medical history of asthma with occasional albuterol inhaler use. As the infant is resting, vital signs are taken. His temperature is 98.2 degrees Fahrenheit, or 36.7 degrees Celsius. Pulse is 130 beats per minute. Respirations are 45 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 97% on room air. Physical exam is notable for mid-face hypoplasia with a poorly developed nasal bone. Skin exam is unremarkable. Which of the following is the most likely to be observed in this neonate? And the answer choices are, choice 1, areflexia in all extremities. Choice 2, inability to pass a nasogastric tube. Choice 3, markedly decreased lung volume. Choice 4, digital clubbing. Or choice 5, patent foramen ovale. The best answer to this question is Choice 2: Inability to pass a nasogastric tube. This neonate presents with central cyanosis upon feeding, resolution with crying, and mid-face hypoplasia on exam, most consistent with coanal atresia. A nasogastric tube would not pass through the nasal canal. Coanal atresia, or failed recanalization of the nasal fossa during fetal development, typically presents with noisy breathing, cyanosis when feeding improvement with crying and use of the mouth for breathing. The cyanosis affects the entire body as opposed to just the hands and feet. As in this neonate, bilateral atresia often presents early in life. Clinical suspicion for choanal atresia should prompt an attempt to pass an NG tube which will meet resistance at the posterior part of the nasal canal. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice one, a reflexia in all extremities may be seen in spinal muscular atrophy, a genetic condition that causes loss of motor neurons. This condition may cause difficulty feeding due to weakness of the oropharyngeal and glossopharyngeal muscles, but it typically does not cause cyanosis. Choice 3. Markedly decreased lung volume can occur in congenital diaphragmatic hernia, in which the abdominal contents herniate into the chest cavity and cause pulmonary hypoplasia. Infants may present with cyanosis due to respiratory failure, but there would be no association with feeding or improvement with crying. Vital signs would also be abnormal. Choice 4. Digital clubbing can result from chronic hypoxemia, as seen in conditions such as cystic fibrosis. It would be unexpected for a neonate to have clubbing, as the characteristic finger appearance depends on long-term deposition of platelet-derived growth factor and would not develop within minutes. Choice 5. A patent foramen ovale occurs when the connection between the left and right atria does not close soon after birth. It does not result in cyanosis and is typically asymptomatic, though it may cause paradoxical embolism and stroke later in life. Finally, a bullet summary. Coanal atresia presents with cyanosis and respiratory distress that worsens with feeding and improves with crying. Failure to pass a nasogastric tube is suggestive of the diagnosis. That's all for this review about craniofacial abnormalities. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com.